For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins' four-game winning streak comes to an end, and what will the lines look like with a healthy lineup? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com and Apple Podcasts. On Tuesday night, Craig Smith scored the scored a goal with 11 seconds remaining in overtime as the Bruins defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-2. Now Brad Marchand had a goal and an, assi- and an assist, and Charlie McAvoy had three assists. Tuka Rask made 28 saves for the Bruins. Now the two teams were back at TD Garden on Thursday, and they did need overtime to win the game. Patrice Bergeron scored twice, and the Bruins won the game and their fourth straight game, 4-1. Now, the fourth line got on the scoreboard first when Chris Wagner put Boston ahead 1-0 at the 6-10 mark of the first period. And Sean Corrales scored the goal-head goal as an Anders Bjork shot deflected off his right leg and into the net. The goal was originally credited to Bjork, but it was switched over to Corrales later in the game. Now, the thing is, Bjork has been kind of like off and on, but, you know, he's been in the doghouse with Cassidy and, you know, a bunch of other things going on, but Bjork finally got off the milk carton with a great game. I know it's only been seven games in, but I expected more out of him this early in the season, but it seems to me like he really picked up his game on in uh, against Pittsburgh. He really picked up his game, and it's kind of continued into the game against the Caps. Now, the Bruins' four-game winning streak came to an end on Saturday night as the Bees faced off, faced off against their former teammate Zdeno Chara and the Washington Capitals. Now, the boys did put in a good performance. You know, they did come back and go into overtime, but it's the Washington Capitals. You know who scored the game winner in overtime. Yes, Alex Ovechkin scored with 28 seconds scored 28 seconds into overtime to give the Caps a 4-3 win over the Bruins. Now, they were down 3 to nothing, which isn't the safest lead lead in hockey here, all right? Nick Ritchie scored a power power play goal again, and it was his fourth goal of the season. So, you know, right now everybody was on Nick Ritchie, you know, why is this guy here? It was a, you know, why did we make that trade for Nick Ritchie? He's terrible, he's horrible. 
Why is he in the lineup? Well, this guy can put the puck in the net on the power play. I can tell you that right now. Now, Marshawn added a goal to make it 3-2, and McAvoy tied the game with 38 seconds left in the third period with Tuka Rask pulled. Now, it wasn't the best night for Tuka Rask. Tuka wasn't tracking the puck well. But the Bees did get a point out of this one, okay? And without two huge saves near the end of the third period, you know, these guys probably wouldn't even, these guys probably wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't even go into overtime. So, you know, I don't want to hear hear any of this stuff about, you know, Tuca being horrible this game. I mean, he was screened on two goals, and the blame should be on the defenseman there, all right? You know, the defenseman should have tried to clear that guy, you know, and at least, at least, you know, push the guy out of the way to to let Tuca see see the puck coming at him. You know, I didn't see one defenseman anywhere near the player in front of the net at times. So, you know, they got to get players in front of the, when there's a guy, when there's an opposite, when the opposite team is in front of your goaltender, screening your goaltender, you know, you need to move this guy out of the way. It's plain and simple. It's defense. All right. Now you can go back to last Tuesday against Pittsburgh. Tuca made some huge saves in that game too. I mean, he's come up big for this team so far. I mean, if it wasn't for him in goal, you know, this team, instead of winning four in a row, they probably would have won, you know, maybe gone two and two, you know, two and two or something, you know, and you have to figure, you know, on Saturday, you know, Rask last played on Tuesday. All right. He didn't play. He didn't play on Thursday night. Halak was in net for the 4-1 win and Vladar or Vladar was in, was the backup. So Rask didn't even dress for this game. Okay. But you have to realize he was injured in the Pittsburgh game, which led to a goal. But, you know, you have to, you know, give the guy a break a little bit here. I mean, he he looked off against the Caps. And hopefully he'll look better when when um, in his next start, which could possibly be, I don't know, probably Wednesday against the Flyers. Now, David Pasternak had an assist in his season debut after having hip surgery over the fall, so he looked pretty good. I, you know, everybody was expecting him to be get on the score sheet. Well, he did with an with an assist, not with a goal, but with an assist. So that, you know, it seems okay. You know, it seems like the injury, you know, isn't affecting him anymore. So that's that's good. Looking forward to seeing how much what he does as the season goes on. Now the two teams play again tonight. Halak should get the start in goal since Cassidy has been rotating the goaltenders since the start of the season, and I think this is a smart move to do in a shortened season. But you know, as you get further down the line, do you just go and play one goaltender? I mean, does Rask? You know, once we get to say maybe. Um, late March, early April, does he start playing, you know, Tuca a lot more? You know, maybe do a back, you know, games are being played every other day. There's a few back-to-backs in there. So with the back-to-backs, I would expect, you know, a little goalie rotation. But with the ones that are like every other day, does he go with Rask? You know, does, you know, does he go you know, with Halak. And I admit that Tuca doesn't have a lot of fans out there, but he's an elite goaltender and is the best goaltender in franchise history. You know, so if he gets on a hot streak, 
do you go with him? Or if Halak is on a hot streak, do you go with him? You know, the other option is rotating them till the end of the season, then go with, you know, who's ever, you know, Rask in the playoffs or who's ever hot. So who knows? But it's, it. I would love to be a coach right now and have these two guys in your on your team and, like, I can go with either one. You know, granted, you know, uh, Rask has more playoff experience than Halak, you know, but, you know, would you go with Halak if he was if he was uh, on a hot streak. And I know a lot of you think that Toka, Toka, Tuka chokes in big game situations. But you have to realize, he's taken the Bs to two Stanley Cup finals. And he's and I know he's lost both, but you can't put the blame all on him for those, okay? Those teams were playing with major injuries when they finally got to the finals. So you really can't put the blame. The team was basically out of gas at that point, all right? You know, they were tired, they were injured, you know, they've been playing, you know, here it is June, and they've been playing since October. So the team's going to run out of gas, especially this team, because because they're getting up there in age, guys. They're getting up there, so these guys are going to run out of gas a lot quicker as the season goes on. So, you know, and to be honest, I don't see Halak leading the Beast to a Stanley Cup final. Unless he can pull off some kind of a miracle here. But right now, your best bet to get to the finals right now would be Tuka Rask. Plain and simple. I mean, I keep hearing that, you know, people want to trade Rask. And you don't want to make, you don't want him to do any type of a trade involving your goaltenders in a short season like this. You're going to need both goal, both of your top goaltenders here. All right. If the team is playing every other, if the team is playing every other night or back to backs, you're going to need those two guys. And the Bruins have the best goaltending tandem in the league. So, you know why why play with that? I mean, you know you're going to make a trade in a short season. The guy's going to be a free agent anyways. Or both goaltenders going to be a free free agents in the summer. So, you know, stick with what you got. Okay. And the other thing is, if you do make a trade, you're not going to get much in return. Maybe a draft pick or a prospect. Do you really want to go through a season with Halak and Vladder as your goaltenders? I mean, you'll be lucky if you make the playoffs right now. So your best bet is to is to stick with what you got. Okay? Stick with what you got and, you know, hope for the best. Now, I do have a question for everyone out there. Rask or Halak? You know, do you, do you, you know, do you play Rask? Do you play Halak? You know, who, who gets, who, who gets the number, who gets the legitimate number one spot here? Because right now you have a 1A and a 1B. So who's going to be that number one starter? Who's going to be the starter for you for the rest of the season and into the playoffs? You know? Like I said, Rask has the playoff experience, taking the team to two um, Stanley Cup finals. Or do you go with Halak, who really hasn't proven himself in the playoffs? So if you want, you can leave your answer on the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. And I look forward to seeing everyone's feedback. It's going to be really interesting to see what the people who listen to this show think about 
you know, this goaltending situation. Do you want to go with Tuka Rask? Do you want to go? Do you want to go with Halak? Okay, it's not like I don't want people saying that. Oh, I like him. I like him. You know, you know, it's not a it's not a popularity contest here. It's who do you want to play for your team? Who? What goaltender do you feel most comfortable with going further into the? into the season, and into the playoffs. So I want your feedback on the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. Now, speaking of feedback, Ken from Springfield messaged me and asked me about the lineup once DeBrusque, Kasha, and Stanika return from their injuries. Well, I'd hate to be Coach Cassidy. Or no, I'd love to be Coach Cassidy because he's going to have to make some tough decisions. I mean, I wouldn't touch the third or fourth line right now because they've played really really well, and there's no way you're going to split up the best line in hockey. So that leaves the second line of of, of Richie and Krejci. Now, do you reunite DeBrusque on the right side of Krejci, or do you put Kasha on the right side? Now, Kasha played well in the bubble with Krejci and DeBrusque last year, but he really hasn't found his game. You know, in in the couple games he's played so far this season, he really hasn't found his game. So, you know, you put Richie, uh, uh, Richie and Krejci with DeBrusque and maybe see if let that one fly for a little bit. You know, st- you know, you've had Stanika uh, fill in on that on that right side of Krejci too. So where does he fit in? You know, you could probably. F- slide him into Frederick's spot on the third line and move Stadnika there. Um, scratch Bjork for Frederick on the fourth line. You know, but Bjork's play has been questionable at times, but but he's played well the last couple last two games. So what do you do? You know, you're you're in a good situation. if you're the head coach right now, you are in a good situation with who you can throw into the lineup. You know, Kuhlman is the odd man out right now. And, you know, he he played a pretty decent game last night, but, you know, nothing too spectacular. But, you know, I'm high on this um, Trent Frederick kid. So he's looking good. I don't want to take him out of the lineup. You don't want to take out uh, Nick Ritchie yet because he's been lighting it up on the power play. So he stays in. So maybe, maybe you're moving Bjork and Stadnika in and out of the lineup, you know, there's a good chance Kasha could be, you know, a healthy scratch a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of line combinations uh, Bruce Cassidy comes up with once this team comes, once this team is fully healthy. Now, Grizzlick has been missing on the blue line, but you know what? The blue line is kind of an easy fix right now because all you really need to do is just throw guys into the lineup you know, into the onto the the blue line. I mean, just juggle the lines a little bit. You you don't really have any issues with the with the defenseman here. And the thing is, you're gonna need these extra bodies. All right, you're gonna need Kasha. You're gonna need Stadnika. You're gonna need all these extra bodies in case of injuries because the season is so short. And the other thing is, there are probably gonna be some Bruins players that are gonna miss games due to COVID nineteen protocols. And that has already affected a lot of the teams out there who have missed, who have players who have to sit out because of because they came in close contact with somebody. So it's going to be interesting to see what's what's what Coach Cassidy has up his sleeve as far as like 
you know, against the Flyers, do you want you want Frederick in there because he's a tough player. All right? And he's got the size. So you're going to need him on Wednesday against the Flyers. Okay? I don't know what it would where Bork would fit in. I don't know, you know, depending on depending on who's available on Wednesday night. Now, looking at your statistics uh, for this for the season, we've already played about eight games, and right now Patrice Bergeron is leading the team with eleven points. He's got five goals and six assists. Brad Marchand is second with well, he, or tied with um, with Bergeron with five goals and six assists for eleven points. And then you come to Nick Ritchie. Now Nick Ritchie has four goals. Three assists and seven points. He's a minus two, but you know we're really not looking at that right now. So, you know the big thing is that all of his goals have come on the power play. All four of his goals have come on the power play, and that's what he was brought in for. He was brought in for the power play, and he's and he's doing what what he was acquired for to to do well on the power play. Now, coming in at number four on the list, or number four in the standings, or the stats, is Charlie McAvoy. He's got a goal and six assists for seven points. Then you have David Krejci coming in with six assists. Charlie Coyle in there with two goals, two assists for four points. Craig Sm- New, New Bruin Craig Smith is uh, has two goals and two assists for four points. Matt Grizzlick, who's missed a couple of games, who's only played in five games, has three assists on the season. Chris Wagner... Who scored a goal on Thursday night has a goal. Same with Sean Corrali. He scored on Thursday night with a and he's got a goal and a point. Brandon Carlo also has a goal and a point. Stanika has a goal. Kevin Miller has an assist. Anders Bjork has an assist. Now Anders Bjork is a is a plus one here. So where other guys like you know, Charlie Coyle are negative one, so is or Nick Ritchie's negative two. So now Jeremy Lazan is in there too. He's got like one assist, and he's a minus five. So and it it's kind of weird to see him minus five and his his defensive partner, Charlie McAvoy, is at zero, is even. So and of course you got Connor Clifton in there who played who has played three games with no points. Andre Kasha has only played two games, and Carson Kuhlman has only played played one game. So Kasha has has only played two games. So maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll give the guy the benefit of the doubt because you know of course he's only played two games. So, but like I said, where is he going to fit in once once he comes once he comes back from injury? So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how things how things progress, especially tonight. When you got the rematch, hopefully, maybe Halak does better than Rask. Who knows? But if Halak wins tonight, you can guarantee that there's going to be a lot of talk, especially on the Facebook page, about who's gonna, who's the better goaltender or who are you going to go with. You know, who's your true number one guy? So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens as far as this. This whole question I have put out there. It's going to be interesting. So, like I said, you know, 
we don't know what the you know as far as as far as guys being you know in and out of lineup you know your guess is as good as my, good as mine but like i said you don't touch line lines 1 3 and 4 the second line i know Krejci has been itching for a new you know hasn't had a really great couple of years because he's had different different um line mates so hopefully that this hopefully that they'll finally find one maybe maybe they'll get some really good team chemistry you know with Richie on the right on the left side and throwing somebody trying to find somebody who's going to fit in on this on the right on the left on the right side now looking at the leaks that's looking at the standings for for this week the Washington Capitals are up on top of the division with in the in the Eastern Mass Mutual Eastern East Division, um, with uh, six wins, no losses, and th- three overtime points. Uh, Philadelphia is six two and one. The Boston Ruins are five one and two. Pittsburgh is five three and one. The Buffalo Sabers are four three and two. The New Jersey Devils are three three and two. The New York Islanders are three four and one. Now, this one surprises me. I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised by Washington and the way Washington and Philadelphia and Boston are are out in front of are the top three teams in the East in the East Division. But the but I thought that the New York Islanders would be up there battling for the top three spots, and instead they're they're I don't know what the issue is with these guys, but I have a feeling that you know things will come together. You know they were on a roll last at the beginning of last season, and that's why I picked them to finish at least at least make the playoffs. They were a playoff team when I when I, when the season started, but now I'm not too sure. And rounding out the bottom at number eight are the New York Rangers with with a two four and two record. So they managed to pull off uh, two wins this year, which is surprising. I don't know if the Rangers are going to actually make the make the playoffs this year. But looking at the how bad the Islanders are playing, and maybe there's a good chance that the Rangers can actually make the playoffs this year. But they got to get and once they get rolling and get, find their game. I have a feeling that they're going to be pushing for that fourth playoff spot. And who knows? That fourth playoff spot could come down between the Rangers and and the Bruins. You never know. Now looking at the North Division, which is all the Canadian teams. Toronto leads the division with a 7-2-1 record, followed by Montreal with 5-1-2. Vancouver in there with, at the re- with a record of 6-5. Winnipeg in there with 5-3. Edmonton 4-6. Four, four we have Calgary in there with 3-3-1. Three, three and, and the Ottawa Senators rounding out the bottom with a 1-6-1 record. Now, I have a feeling... I. I was looking at this and I saw how good Toronto is. Now, would Toronto be as good if this was a normal season and they were, you know, and they were playing, you know, other teams other than the ones in Canada? You know, I you know, I know that Toronto, Montreal and Ottawa would be in their division if this was a normal season, but you can also throw in the Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres. So, who knows what Toronto would have what their record would look like if it were, were a normal season. Would they be 7-2-1? Probably. I don't know. 
But if they were playing against other teams, such as, you know, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Pittsburghs, the Phillies, the Washington Capitals, you know, where would their record be? Now we go out west. It's Colorado leading the charge up there with a 6-3 and three record. Vegas in there with 5-1-1. One, and one. St. Louis in there with 5-2-1. and one. Minnesota with a 5-4 and four record. L.A. with 3-3-2. Three, three Anaheim with 3-4-2. and four and two. The Arizona Coyotes in there with 3-4-1. and one. And San Jose rounding out the bottom at 3-5. and five. So... You know, that's 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 a division that's going to be basically up in the air between Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis, and Minnesota. I I don't I think those I think those teams are going to be your top 4 in, you know, making the playoffs out of that division. Now we go to the Central Division. Now, the Central Division is kind of is kind of whacked out here. All right. Well, first of all, Columbus is up on top with a, a 4 and 2 record, 4-2 and 3 record. Then you have Florida with 4-0, 4-0-1. Tampa Bay, 4-1-1. Now, the thing is you have to th- – now, the thing about Florida is that they had a, they've had a couple of games postponed due to some some um, COVID protocols. So they've missed some games. Same with Dallas, all right? Same with Carolina. Same with Nashville. So, you know, you got you to, gotta, like, let some of these teams in this division, you know – place play a little extra more games so dallas is four and one carolina's four and one nashville's four and four chicago is two and four and detroit is two and five so like i said you know that it seems like the central division has been the one that has been hurt the most by the whole covid19 protocol so it's hurt them a lot it's hurt them a lot and it's also i believe um Vegas, I think Vegas has been, has been thrown a curveball too with COVID too. So I haven't really looked at honestly. I haven't really paid much attention to the other teams in the league, you know, as far as protocols and who's been missing because of because of the protocols. I know the Capitals missed haven't been missing some players because of the protocol. So and they were also fined because of because a bunch of bunch of Russians decided to you know not pay attention and break the rules. So there you go. Hey, if you have a question for me, you can tweet me at HockeyNASCAR413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Google, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in, if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Would you like to join me as a guest on Believe in Boston Bruins podcast? Go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page and we'll set up a date and time to record. And all you need is Skype or Zoom, guys. You know, come on. You know, we'll talk We'll talk a little bit about the Bruins. You know, maybe maybe you have some you better, ins- maybe see it. I want to see it through a f- another fan's eyes. All right. You know, what do you expect out of this team in a shortened season? And don't forget about the big question this week. You know, go to the go to my uh, Facebook page. Go to the Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page, and act, you know, I want to know, Rask, Rask, Rask or Halak. 
All right. Who would you who 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 would you want to lead this team? You know, for the rest of the season and into the playoffs, especially the playoffs. Who do you who do you want as your number one in going into the playoffs? Do you want Rask, who has the experience, or do you want Halak, who's you know who's been pretty good this year? So I want to know. So go to the Believe in Boston Bruins f- uh, Facebook page and give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. And of course, you know, you can go there anytime and ask me questions. You can do whatever, you know, ask me a question about the lineup or, you know, do you, or, you know, what, what is, what does some of the prospects look like in Providence? You know, does Zach Seneshin finally have that breakout year? I mean, basically right now, the kid is a, the kid is a complete dud right now. You know, what, what happens with him? You know, let me know guys, you know. Give me some feedback here on on the Facebook page, because I think it would be really fun for you guys to interact. You know, I'll you know kind of like what I do with Ken from Springfield every week, so or every other week or whenever he decides he's gonna he's gonna pop in and ask a question. So you know, guys, just send me something. You know, we we I really want some feedback from you guys. You know, whether it's on the Rasker Halak situation or, you know, other things involving the Bruins. Hey, maybe, maybe we can discuss, you know, fans coming back to the garden or, you know, where do you want to eat? You know, that type of stuff. So let me know. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.